Hello and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the discussion is always on knife play. It's always on rodents. It's always on tomatoes. It's always on mace to the face. It's always on girls with purple hair riding mopeds. That's accurate. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah this yeah. is straight up motorcycle. Yeah. Is it a motorcycle? That was yeah. a moped. Oh. No, the other dude rides a, rides a moped. Oh, either way. Yeah. Oh. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Snyder. Hi, With Ryan. me, as always. Hello, everyone. I'm Gabriel Mara. You might know me from comedy stuff and podcasting stuff and bartending stuff. Ryan, where do people know you from? From bartending stuff and food stuff. Yeah. Food truck stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah. Ryan, you're back. I'm back. I gotta admit, I've missed you. Missed you too, buddy. Oh, babe. And you know... Gotta admit, good to good to not have Daniel in here. Yeah, thanks for not shit talking me. Uh, yeah. last episode, I think we forgot to. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a uh, just so, uh, you turned me into Schwarzenegger. Yeah, no, that, that's that's Daniel's impression of you. Yeah. Um, you will hear so slow readers just draft, and we actually recorded for like almost two hours mm-hmm. before we recorded the SNV, and I kind of start sharply because at the very end of the recording i go on a very angry rant at daniel because he keeps on cutting me off and i yell at him at the end of the episode that's fantastic yeah so well he starts like in this movie um i'm doing my plugs and he starts making snoring noises during it so i yell at him that I worked both days and finished the book, and he bought, he talks about chicken for like 20 minutes. What and I'm f- like, shut the fuck up. Get your shit together, you prick. Oh, my. So All right. That's why things are a little tense at the beginning of last week's Sex and Violence. Yeah, it's it's uh, it was a fun listen. Yeah, it was a hoot, I think. Ryan, um, so where have you been this past few weeks? I was, was last week anyway. deep in the woods of Kentucky mm. at a bartender camp called Camp Runamuck, uh, learning about the... American spirit, whiskey. Mm, so cigarettes. Yeah, I was um, pretty much drinking for a week straight, and I'm. You remember how I keep, for like the last two months I said I'm tired. Yes. I'm still tired. Mm. Like I've I've been home for two days and I have not gotten a chance to really re up on sleep. Mm. You know, do that thing that I talked about a couple episodes. Put on a Kubrick movie. Yeah. And you know, kind of drift in and out of sleep. I think I might do that tomorrow. That's a good idea. I don't. I, I'm doing trivia tomorrow, so I'll have like oh, the yeah. whole day free until like seven. Yeah, man. Like chill out. Like take a bath. Yeah. Um, take a day to not drink. Just have like a ton of water. Yeah, I think um, that's going to be yeah today. I discovered thanks to the AV Club that Pepsi started producing their own line of flavored um, sparkling waters or like like yeah sparkling water. Okay. And uh, they are just the right amount of sweet, like their flavored one. It tastes like candy, but also tastes like water. Okay, I don't like things that are too sweet. I generally like if I if I have Coke, I like it with a lot of ice. Mm. And if I'm having it like with no ice, I'll generally put some water in it, huh. like kind of like thin it out. I gotcha. Yeah, but I recommend try Boobly. It's only one B, or two Bs, not three Bs, mm. by Pepsi. Okay. Solid and You know what I learned at this camp? What's that, right? A lot of bartenders love soda water. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know this was like a thing in our industry, but it's like a big thing. Makes sense. I drink a lot of club. See, I, I, I like just water. Hmm. Regular water. Like sparkling water to me, I'm just like... Eh. For me, it's always because I drank a lot of soda as a kid, and I started wanting to be healthy, and I found that I wanted to stay hydrated, but also I got kind of addicted to the carbonation. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of being healthy while also tricking your brain into thinking it's having a treat. Okay. 
I didn't drink a lot of soda growing up. My, oh. my parents didn't really allow it. It was more of a treat. Mm, that so, might be it then, Ryan. So I, 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 like, I like things that aren't sweet. Iced tea. Love iced tea. Yeah. You and I are both recovering Catholics. Um, That's true. I, I once gave up uh, iced tea for Lent. How did that go? It was a it was a rough forty days and forty nights. You made it. I've never completed a, like giving up something for Lent. Oh, I I did Lent like com- to completion till I was like fifteen. How, what what? Okay, Ryan, let's run. This is a movie show, and if you want to skip ahead to segments about movies, check the time codes down below. But Ryan, as far as you can recall, what have you given up for Lent and succeeded? I tried giving up jerking off, and I went like two weeks. Mm. See, I, I didn't get to jerk off for like a week straight, and it sucked. Oh, yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, communal oh. showers and shit. I'm not jerking oh. off next to some, like, random dude. I don't know. Yeah. Um, things I gave up for Lent. Uh, iced tea for, was a big thing for a couple years. Mm. Um, when I was, like, when I was a, a younger child and I still enjoyed candy, mm-hmm. I did give up, like, I think Snickers bars. Because so I used, used to eat, like, the little mini Snickers. Sure, the fun size bites. Yeah, but it was, it was usually a beverage mm. that I enjoyed. It, you ended up in the beverage industry. So. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. No, mild oral fixation. Yeah. You always want to be putting something in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, I chew my nails and I smoke cigarettes, so, yeah. like, I have a oral fixation. Yeah. I meant to ask, were you all to smoke during the camp? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh, in my mind, it's literally, like, Crystal Lake cabins, but was it, what was it actually? Um, it, Not, like, cabins. It was, mm-hmm. like, like, one long, like, uh, like, half of a, uh, not, I guess it would be an L shape. Okay. An L shape, and they were just like rooms that were sectioned off. Okay. And then you had bunks in the rooms. So it was like bunks. And then there was like Camp. bigger, like pavilion style things, which is where the bathhouse were. So it'd be like toilet urinals, fucking showers, all sure. that nonsense. Um, yeah. I, it, I, it was kind of like Crystal Lakey. We were not allowed to swim in the lake. Apparently, oh. it was like bacteria. Sure. And things of that nature. Also, I imagine that everyone is like shithoused all week. So probably for like safety's sake. Yeah, I think that was part of it too. And then they did give us like the, the pool time for like oh, yeah. three hours every day. So we're like, yeah, get out of your system. Here, mm-hmm. so don't go in the fucking lake. But yeah, Smart. everyone was pretty shithoused. I dig it. Ryan, let's move on. Yes. We're continuing the 86 list. We are. It is our restaurant slash food slash kitchen movie marathon series for yes. the summer even though summer's almost over yes right so we did a movie we did a movie what movie did we do we did ratatouille by brad bird trailer, trailer. ah paris france home of the finest restaurants and the greatest chefs in the world all my life i've wanted to be one of them you may think that's a strange dream for a rat but I've always believed that with hard work and a little luck, it's only a matter of time before I'm discovered. Run! Get some Do you know what would happen if anyone knew we had the rats in our kitchen? Go! Take it away from here, garbage boy! Don't look at me like that! You're the one who was getting fancy with the spices! I need this job. I've lost so many. I don't know how to cook, and now I'm actually talking to a rat as if you... Did you not? You understand me? I can't cook. But you can, right? Look, don't be so modest. You're a rat for Pete's sake. 
Are you thinking what I'm thinking? We just need to work out a system so that I do what you want. Stop that! Stop what? Clicking me out! I want to make things, Dad. Stay away from the humans. It's dangerous. Now shut up and eat your garbage. How did you do that? Just once in a lifetime. Let's do this thing! Man knows you gotta taste this! You detect that? An oaky nuttiness? Oh, I'm detecting nuttiness. We hate to be rude, but we're friends. I have a secret. I have a rush. You have a rush? He's toying with my mind, taunting me with that rat. It's getting away! Together, we can be the greatest chef in Paris. You're in Paris now, baby. My town. Hey. Good trailer. Charming trailer. Charming movie on the whole. O'Brien, well, let's start with you and this yes. thing here. What is Ratatouille about for those who haven't seen it? Ratatouille tells the story of a, uh, a, a rat named Remy mm-hmm. who... I guess gets separated from his family and he's obsessed with cooking and this uh, famous chef, uh, Gusteau. Auguste Gusteau. So he, um, he ends up in Paris and ends up teaming up with a up and coming chef. Well, not up and coming chef. He's a bonjour. Yeah. He's just like a a kid looking for a job and Mm -hmm. essentially controls him like a puppet to manipulate him to make food. Mm -hmm. And then shenanigans. Antics ensue. Yeah. All right. Uh, have you seen this movie before? No, this is my first time. Actually, I did not realize that. I thought, like me, you've seen this movie like sixty times. No, there's uh, there's a couple of my uh, like animated like Pixar-y things that I've missed. I've never seen Up. Uh, I've mm. never seen Wally. I heard really? Wally's really good. Um, Wally's pretty amazing. Up. Like I kind of want to go into that later, but the whole suspension of disbelief thing, because I think. Well, I might as well go into it now. So part of the main premise of the whole movie, like you, if you don't buy into the premise of Ratatouille that pulling a guy's hair makes him move like a puppet, then yeah. you're automatically out. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, I think the movie makes it easy to buy into it because they don't dwell on it too much. And yeah. a really charming montage of him learning to do it. I think Up, that's where it loses me. Okay. I mean, you know, the famous opening of Up. Yeah, I, I've seen the famous opening of Up. Yeah. That's, that's heart-wrenching. Yeah. That's the problem with Up. It's um, you you start with this realistic, heartbreaking story that really touches you to your core, and then forty minutes later, it asks you to believe in dogs flying planes and a little fat kid like hanging from a flying house, and mm-hmm. while dogs are shooting bones at him, and you're like, this seems like two different movies of some Nickelodeon shit going on right now. Okay, but you know, I buy into it. So why did you never see it, Ryan? I just, I, I just never did. How dare you, Ryan? I, I was told for again, it's one of those things like, oh, you would love this, you would love this. Yeah, I'll get to it, mm-hmm. and I got to it. Yeah. As with most movies that I've been told I would love, I watched pretty much because you were like, okay, we're doing this for the show. And I'm like, yeah. oh, cool, perfect excuse. <laughs> Sorry, your thoughts on Ratatouille? Um, as a restaurant industry movie, um, I like it mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I, I found it to be 
fairly charming. I think I would have liked it more if I had seen it at like a younger age. Yeah. Because now it's like I'm, I'm watching it from like an inside baseball kind of I see. thing. Um, you yeah. seen it like 11 years ago when it came out? Yeah. Is that how long ago it came out? Yeah, 07. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Good year for movies. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a really good year for movies. Me and uh, Daniel always talk about 07. Like uh, There'll Be Blood. No Country for Old Men, uh, Ratatouille. Eastern Promises. Eastern Promises. Gran Torino. I just wa- rewatched that the other night. Too. I love that movie. Yeah. Like, so much. It's, it's really racially charged. I it, didn't. I don't know it how is. it got the attention it did because it was at the end it's like, oh, he learned to love the people that he yeah, shot. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's, I always said that, like, my three of my favorite feel-good movies are Ratatouille, Wally, and Gran Torino. That's so bizarre. But yeah, no, okay. it's, it's it's like a weirdly Catholic movie while also being about coming yeah. to, like it's like about a man who comes to peace and how he learns to be he changes in the best possible way without betraying himself. One of my favorite lines in that movie is one of the most racially charged because Dragon my, Lady one. No, no, that okay. I've told you about that one. But uh, one of my like I laughed out loud when I first saw the movie. So he dry, when. Uh, Clint Eastwood drives up, and he's like the the black dudes are like hanging out with the 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 girl, Sue. and he just comes up and he's like, "What are you spooks doing?" I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck am I watching?" Yeah. Or like even like even the like the young like the black teenagers are like, "Did he just call us spooks?" It was so funny because he just delivers it so yeah. deadpan. I'm like, "Yeah, like the movie is like, what if Archie Bunker was Clint Eastwood?" And that's it. He's just yeah. this, this lovable racist. Who isn't? Who just learns to not be racist? And he—it's super loving. It's a charming movie. It's a perfect, tight little movie. And the only real problem with it, which I'll completely agree with anyone who complains about it, is the the, the teenage boy. His acting's kind of terrible. Yeah, it is the, pretty. Wow! Wow! Yeah, that—that's. Yeah, it's it's pretty awful. There's a couple of points where he's like really not yeah, great. I can't defend that, but I still love the movie. I, I just want to put that line on repeat. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Racial humor is one of my favorite when it's not said in anger. Obviously, yeah, if I saw someone like saying something to like one of my like ethnic friends and mm-hmm. wasn't white, I would obviously step in. But like yeah. guy bullshit sitting around and just like fucking. Like Yo, toasting each other on anything we can mm-hmm. grasp at. It's I yeah. love that shit. It's Old so dude funny. Whipping out an antiquated racial slur. You're kind of like what? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Sure. My first, uh, the first place that I rented, I, me and my roommate used to watch that movie a lot for some reason. Yeah. No, I just find it perfectly charming. I, yeah. I watch it like every season. It's so great. It, it just makes me happy. Eh. It's, it's hey, and representation counts. Yeah. That's a big topic these yeah. days. Did you see the? The, that movie? We'll get to it. Okay, okay. Uh, um, back to Ratatouille. Back to Ratatouille. Uh, I mean, we, we covered kind of every episode so far, just about like our restaurant experiences. So you're saying from Inside Baseball, you're kind of not, you you felt it or weren't feeling it? I, I was feeling it. Um, there was only one point where I wasn't feeling it, and that was uh, at, at the end when he reveals his secret yeah. and all the chefs walk out on him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I... I from like a restaurant standpoint, like you don't fucking do that. Yeah. Like if I found out, so, like I found out some fucking horrific shit about some of my like restaurant friends, and it's never like I'm fucking out of here. It's like, oh, you're a scumbag like me. Cool, mm-hmm. hug it out, and then just like, and also like a restaurant, a, a restaurant's a family, and yeah. if he's feeling comfortable enough to come to you and tell you that, like you're mm-hmm. walking out on your family. Also, it's France. What if their careers are ruined because of the because of the rats? The, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. 
stand by your boys. That's true. And girls. Yeah. And I'd like to see representation of uh, females in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. As I've said before, the uh, female chefs are some of my favorite chefs because they are always so hardcore. Yeah, they are as good, if not tougher. I, I think because it is a, uh, a male-dominated industry yeah. that a lot of female chefs I feel as though they have to... Compensate. Com- uh, compensate That's and maybe... That's the wrong word. More like a, they have to adjust. Yeah, so like... Got to be one of the boys, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, you know, just... and that's why like they're always very like in your face, and I'm like, oh, I love mm-hmm. you. I used to work with a female chef, and uh, she was fabulous. Yeah, she, she was a little bit younger than me by like four years, so I was like twenty, probably twenty four at the time. She was like twenty, mm-hmm. and as soon as she got on the line, like she would just like go fucking, fucking at you. Oh, it was great, and I like she and I were like close like we were mm-hmm. buddy buddy she was like my little sister so like i didn't really rip on her too much but we had like there's always one person with a target painted on them yeah and as soon as she came on the line she just like aimed at that target and hit bullseye every time awesome so i i do very much like representation of females in the kitchen in the movie mm-hmm. um even though she they they a... made her the love interest which is kind of yeah bullshit I mean, but... janine garofalo doing a pretty serviceable french accent is that who that is yeah is it that yeah. wild okay yeah Great cast on this. Did we mention that yet? Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Yeah, one of my favorites. Yeah, Peter O'Toole as Anton Ego, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite characters in like media. Who's playing uh, Alfredo? I know, I know that voice. Oh, I don't think he's anyone big. Lou Romano. I I just I feel like I've seen him in something. Um, let me look him up because I don't I don't think he's done much. I think he's just kind of a rando. And what a what an odd name. What Alfredo Linguini? Yeah. That that was kind of like a little goofy to me. Yeah. Oh no. Um. Ryan. He's much like they do in Pixar. He was an animator and like he did design work and his voice acting. Oh. I don't think he was actually done any. That voice acting. just sounded familiar, so I thought I'd, I'd seen him in something. No, just just voice acting hmm. and art. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay. Yay. How did you feel about this? Um. Like I mentioned, you said I, seen seven times. I've really so. I've watched this movie a lot. This is one of my. F- favorite movies probably ever is it like is it a top 20 if oppressed yeah okay this is my favorite pixar film like by far. really this yeah like 10 like this is my favorite pixar film like no doubts about it like then there's like incredibles and there's toy story 3 and there's wally oh that's the other one i still haven't seen toy story 3 oh that's a really good movie that, I've heard. Like I've heard that, it's a, a cry fest. Yeah, no, that should have been a best picture nominee. Like, really, Dude, that movie is a destroyer. It 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 fucks you up. Yeah, that's it, what, that's what I've heard. Like, like you, it, it's I can't you can't oversell how much the movie fucks you up. It's I, I had a friend awesome. who went to go see it in theaters opening night, and he had said like it was all like people at at that time our age, and mm-hmm. by the end of it, they were all just in tears. Oh, it's. It, I was it, like, that must have been an amazing experience. It's so good. It it, it really is. But no, I love Ratatouille. Uh, it's it's one of those. Even before I started working in restaurants, it was one of those things where I discovered I love the restaurant culture mm-hmm. and I love kitchen life, that kind of thing. And I think it maybe in a small part it enticed me to get into restaurant life. Okay, just a little bit. It's just the movie. I think it's basically perfect. It's visually. I mean, I noticed so much more this time around as a more in a more critical watch, like. Bradford, it's really well directed. Yeah. Like, you won't often think about an animated film as being very well directed, but the camera movements and, like, the transitions, outstanding. 
like the motion is outstanding mm-hmm. that like he's just a really good like animator when it comes to movement like i love that little bit where um ego is toying with the with the waiter mm-hmm. and then he like like darts to his face about the uh, hit me if your best shot thing. yeah i'm like this is just tremendous filmmaking like it's small scale kind of ridiculous very funny and it's really good it's about food yeah and i love food i like it i love ratatouille have you had ratatouille no no it's good it's like it's like it's like a veggie stew yeah you, you know i don't like vegetables that's true yeah i'm gonna make you ratatouille okay a little white wine in it. It'll be fun. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I, this is another one of those movies where I don't even know what to say about it. Like, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this this marathon we're doing because it's like talking about food movies. I, just, I love watching food movies. Um, You said something earlier. Do we have any movies in our list that are about... Do you know any movies about female chefs? About? Like, specifically about female chefs? Yeah. There's the Catherine Zeta-Jones one, No Reservations. Uh, what's the one where what's her face is cooking Julia Child's recipes? Oh, Julia and Julia. Yeah, I, I don't want to watch that though. That looks it's charming. Yeah, I've been like it's half a really good movie. The Meryl Streep stuff is amazing. The Amy Adams stuff kind of falls flat, and it's a bummer because I love Amy Adams. And I remember watching it, and I was like, it looks like another one of those happy New York movies it where is. like. How do you have this really nice apartment and all you're doing is just, oh, you, you're able to go out and buy that? What do you, where do mm-hmm. you work? Like, this, it doesn't look like the New York experience that I've heard from all of my friends who have lived in the city. Yeah. It just, it's that charming, like, come to M- Midtown. See, like, I wish there were more New York stories about how, about how often it's both wonderful and the shittiest time we'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Like, our apartments are always... I mean, I think part of it's that it's almost impossible to film in a New York apartment because they're so fucking tiny. Yeah. You know, it's... it's but like, you go to film school and all of a sudden all of your all of your Facebook posts are friends being like, can I shoot in an apartment that has a high enough ceiling? It's like oh. a wall of it. Okay. It's pretty wild. What, what are some other... There's the one of Penelope Cruz where she's like a TV chef. I feel like anyone that we're going to find is going to be very pandering. Probably. There's the ramen girl that I suggested, but was swiftly shot down. Who, who shot? Did I shoot you down? I think so. Oh. The ramen girl starring Brittany Murphy, where she learns to make ramen. I wouldn't have shot you down on that. Oh, someone. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure Daniel would have shot. Yeah, that down. sounds like a Daniel shoot down. Well, let's consider it that okay. if we have another, um, we have guests lined up for our other episodes. Okay. So if we don't get a guest, let's do the ramen girl. Okay. It's probably awful, but you know. Well, that's fine. I like Brittany Murphy. Yeah, we watched. We watched We're Back. That wasn't a very exciting time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I feel like we should come up with a segment specific, like pertaining to like the movie this to the eighty six list about of, of why we picked it and what's there more to it other than you and I have been working in restaurants for a combined like two decades. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Probably more than that. Well, let's see. Yeah, I only started working in restaurants like like food service around like around oh seven. So oh uh, five. Where were we? I did uh, ramen girl. Oh yeah, I bet it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. But yeah. I'm in. But we should come up with something because mm-hmm. I mean it makes more sense. We'll have guests to discuss their restaurant experiences. Yes. You know, this is like our second movie in our restaurant thing or third. But we did GR Dreams of Sushi. The near city of God. Yeah. There's a lot of chicken in that. Okay. So, well, and then, but yeah, this is three. Mm-hmm. This is three. Yeah. We'll come up with something. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, I'll make your ratatouille sometime down the line. I think we should have another, we'll have like a little mini dinner party coming up. 
a good time. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, right. So, uh, let's go. Oh, our tests. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah, I yeah. almost forgot. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yes. Ryan, please, administer the test. Walking into a bar. Mm. See that this is uh, on the TV screen. And it is getting to be that time of year where yeah. it's that favorite time where doors open, little sparkly sun coming through. Mm-hmm. Just an autumn evening. Autumn evening. Kind of you know, sun going down. Yeah. And this is just starting. You see the Pixar thing come across and then titles. Ryan, I'd shit. Yeah. I'd I would cancel anything I'm doing and I would just sit I'd hopefully get to sit at the bar with hopefully a nice open window nearby. And what am I gonna I feel like if it's a good enough bar, I would it, I would have that feeling of joyful experimentation. Oh, I wanted to mention this before. I this movie is the first time it occurred to me that what it meant to have a palette. Like I okay. think it, it explains like the whole thing about like bike the pace. visualization it's, of it is yeah. I'm like cool. oh that thing's always stayed with me. It's what encouraged me to learn how to eat food. Mm-hmm. Which thanks I mean man, thanks Brad Bird. I love that thing. Yeah, because they do the thing of like it's just fuel, mm-hmm. and like some people think like that it's just yeah. fuel, and then. There's people like no, mm-hmm. taste it exactly, and I think I, I I would if it's a good enough bar I would be like if it's like a like a crafty enough place I'd be like, um, bartender, are you working on anything new and amazing and fun that's delicious that you want to show me? It'd be like this this is the right movie to like revel in experimentation and flavor and taste and everything, and if it's like a dive bar I'm just gonna get, hmm what would pair well for this. Maybe like a nice like sangria. Okay. That'd be nice. I mean, I the, the I think high life in a shot isn't right for this. I was. I mean, it's always high life in a shot, but I don't know. I think I'd want something a little bit more rich, mm-hmm. and flavorful. If someone could make me a quality Manhattan, maybe. Yeah. Let me just get a French seventy-five. Like yeah. A good one. yeah. Yeah. Get a nice French seventy-five. Or a glass of wine, cognac. Yeah. Yeah, oh, cognac could be good. Get a nice, like, Armagnac. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. Yeah. I went to a nice, like, uh, the professor took me to this beautiful, like, like French cafe in Manhattan. Like, it's in Upper West Side or something. What place I don't go to. Yeah. Yeah, and they had, like, this, like, surprising, wonderful little selection of Armagnac. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going to try a whole bunch of Armagnac. Don't taste for Gaby over here, please. Yeah, it was not cheap. No? But, no. <laughs> but it was, it was worth it. It was a nice trip. I mean, like, that's that's the nice thing about, like, traveling now as an adult with my adult girlfriend, that what we do is we just go a place and we go to the best cocktail bars and go to a really good restaurant. Yeah. It's fun being an adult. It's great. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Yeah. And I'm glad it's not the thing anymore where let's go to a town and let's get shit-faced. I mean, that could still be fun. Oh, no, but it's more like the private, hey, let's get wine drunk together and get good food. Oh, that's much more fun. Yeah, no, that's way better than... I like, like that. I actually like wine drunk at a restaurant. Oh, it's wonderful. And then, you know, getting a ride home, obviously, because I'm responsible. Yeah, no, of course not. I mean, you get you up in your Uber. Yep. You share your dishes. Mm-hmm. Food and restaurants are wonderful, Ryan. What about you? So, it's beautiful, like, the leaves are just changing. A couple are falling. Light chill. It's your first jacket day. And Ooh. you walk up to the bar. Open a window. It's that, that's a nice enough day. You sit down. Ratatouille starts playing. I'm not unhappy about it. I mm. clearly don't have the same love for this movie that you do. Yeah, this movie's um, baked into me. Yeah, it's it's definitely a Gaby movie. Like I I like it. I think it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably sit and watch it. Um, what would I order? You know what? You mentioned High Life. 
And mm-hmm. I traded one of my recipes away at this camp for another recipe. Ooh. So it was uh, it was our garbage recipe trade. So I traded okay. away the um, <laughs> the white trash Russian. Okay. For a hobo Negroni. Ooh. So the way you have a hobo Negroni. That sounds like, like if I saw a drink on a menu called a hobo Negroni, I'm ordering it. Oh, it's the easiest thing. Dude, the dude I trade to is like, dude, I drink this shit all the time. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Swig out the bottle, a nice big chug. Mm-hmm. And then just pour Campari until it turns pink. Oh my god, I want that. Right? Holy shit, that's genius. It's fucking genius. What be- what beer is it? High Life? Yeah, High Life. Uh, it has to be a, a glass bottle though. Dude, he, that's like... He said it has to be a bottle. That's like made for me. I drink High Life a lot. And I like everyone at my new bar, like they're now aware that all I do is make bitter cocktails. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, oh boy. It's, it's like, can you make something sweet and girly? I'm like don't have real juice here really yeah saying, yeah you need the real juice yeah to make it taste passable yeah like i tried making one of our old bookstore drinks there like one of the sweet ones came out awful really i yeah, can see the that. juice is just wrong yeah you gotta yeah. gotta have it. razzmatazz is not a good substitution for raspberry puree no it's disgusting mm. it tasted like cough syrup like sour cough Did you try syrup. to make the burlesque berry Oh, that's is a good that idea. What, is that what you tried? No, I tried making the old all dolled up. Oh, the old one. Okay. Yeah, it didn't work out. It did not work out. Anyway, so what'd you see? would you have a hobo negroni if that? Yeah, that's what I'd have. I'm gonna, I'd have a I'm, hobo negroni. I don't, like, wherever I'm going today, I'm ordering a hobo negroni. That It's happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be in Brooklyn today because I, I, I have a podcast meeting because Gabby never stops moving. And I think I'm going to try, if I have the time, I'm driving, I don't think I can, that I would like to go to one of my old, like, one of my, the bar test things, one of my, the bars I think of while walking up to, I, I maybe I'll try and go there. It's this perfect little kind of shitty bar called mm. the Skylark. Okay. Best jukebox I've ever seen. All handwritten, like, notes, because they're all, like, mixed CDs in there. Nice. Great, uh, great, like, beer and shot special. Free popcorn. Perfect patio. Beauty. It's like a good day just to go there. Anyway, Ryan. Um, yeah. So what? What did you have the hobo Negroni and sit and chill out? Yeah. Oh, you just got a fucking Negroni. That's that's a perfect thing to get. You can do that too. Yeah. yeah Seventy-five. Yeah. Right way to go. Um, and our last test, the Katie contest. Yes. Uh, so would you recommend this to a young aspiring filmmaker slash cinephile? And if so, what's next? If not, what instead? Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Uh, it's great movie. You were mentioning it from all the technical standpoints, so mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> um, it's just charming. Good movie. I think it's, that shows how you can do a good hearted story. Yeah. It's all Pixar movies, but yeah, I, absolutely. Um, follow it up. I hope do another Pixar movie. Do Inside Out. That's, oh God, I love Inside Out. That's, I think that might be my favorite. That's, a, so I, I'd, I watched I'd follow it three that. times in theaters. It's so good. It's fucking incredible. It's a heart wrencher, though. Yeah, I told you that I, I I have a stuffed sadness. Oh really? Yeah. You would. Yeah, that's only it's the first stuffed thing I've bought in like fifteen years, oh, and it's sadness. And it makes that me sounds happy. exactly like you. Yeah, um, I think I'd recommend this to literally anyone in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you, if someone didn't like it, I would have to really question them why yeah like if, if your problem is the suspension of this belief i'm like okay i guess you're not the kind of person who can get past that so you must only watch yeah. world war ii documentaries i'm like fine that's clearly not tweets their own exactly and I, afterwards yeah my stick of like inside out 
Or if they like food movies, maybe one of the ones that we're going to watch down the line. Yeah. Tell them to check out Jiro Dreams of Sushi or Chef or Burnt. Yes. Burnt is a, would be a fun like back-to-back of this, actually, because that's a... Another competing for stars movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have you seen Burnt? No, I've not. So it's on the list. Uh, and I started watching it again the other day because mm-hmm. uh, I'm working on a script. I think I've told you about the one about the Quantum Leap murder one. I don't know if you told me about this one. Oh, the, no one steal this because I'm working on it and the goal is we'll to do it off air. We'll do it off air. So I'll tell you about it. I'll cut this one out. But uh, what was I saying? Burnt. Oh, yeah. Burnt. I, I'm like, I'm like, tr- I'm by hand writing down all the story beats and all the minute marks. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a deep dive into that movie. Nice. Big fan of that one. Yeah. All right, Ryan. So we've talked enough about Ratatouille. Yes, we have. Uh, we're gonna go on break. Uh, Daniel's gonna go say some words, and uh, we'll be back. Okay. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like? reading. Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Ha. Uh-oh. Um, the Sith. Because, yep. Uh, basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath. Yeah, yeah, no, I know what, I know what that's like. And truly, our... You were in a car that landed in black water? Yeah, I dude, I know. I fucking killed a woman you like fought? this. Uh... <laughs> you fought? Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Wrong side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host, Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping. I was going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host, Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl up his ass? <laughs> Then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in with the police. <laughs> I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just we're just milk chugging right wingers though. <laughs> milk chugging. And books into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass Top Gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Good stuff, Daniel. One day we'll get a new ad. You know, maybe we should ask our friends to whip around if they want to make an ad for us. Yeah, that'd be nice. We can trade. We trade, nice. yeah. That'd be cool. We'll do some other podcasts. We'll make a little little network. Yeah, it's nice It's nice to be friends with people. I, I agree. Ryan, what you been watching lately, bro? Uh, since I've been in the woods all week, not much. Um, the movie night that they had at camp, they played Space Jam. I, I'm, and... I'm somewhat distressed by that. Like I would think that you know it's it's like, if that's like a Pulp Fiction pick, 
Like I agree. Like you, you could have gone for an unironic selection and people mm-hmm. would have been happy. Or you could have gone for an obscure selection and made people happy. But instead you go like the half step kind of mocking like, yeah, everyone loves Space Jam. Yeah. It's like, don't wink at me. I don't know you. Well, none of these people knew anything about movies, which was really distressing to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the first thing they asked in our like group thing for our cabin was like, what's your favorite movie? And like, there Who was... said Pulp Fiction? No one said Pulp Fiction. There was a... Um, there was a Big Lebowski. Sure. Um, I think it was my counselor who said Schenectady, New York. Schenectady, New York? Yeah. Which I've never seen. That yeah. that person, um, either a pretentious piece of shit or a deeply unhappy person. Um, I like Schenectady, New York a lot, actually. It's okay. also a deeply pretentious and very depressing movie. Hmm. Great okay. movie, then. Who else? Uh... Other ones, there were some. Let us judge them. I think there were some other, like another Coen Brothers pick was in there, and then I just stopped paying attention. That's another side thing for me. Like, if 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 your favorite movie is a Coen, I'm a little kind of like, (laughs) yeah, okay. Like, if you come at me, if my favorite movie is Fight Club, Big Lebowski, or Pulp Fiction, I'm, I there's more questions. Yeah, because like, it means you like movies. But do you actually know anything about movies? Yeah, so it was it was kind of distressing being down there and like I couldn't like I didn't. What was talk- your answer? Oh, uh, I said I had way too many to pick, so I'll just go with the most recent, and I put the Warriors. Word. Because I loved that movie. Why do I have a Warriors tattoo, Ryan? Uh, that next. Word. Want to think- get a Warriors tattoo, Ryan? Yeah, let's get a Warriors tattoo. I'm gonna figure it out. Should we, should we get like the the the, the red spray painted W somewhere on us? Oh, that'd be great. That'd be really cool. Someone might think it's a sports thing. And I think if they have the right Maybe font, the spray painted spray W. Paint. Yeah, okay. one of the spray paint trails. Yeah. Fuck, where would I get that? Money out of real estate. Huh? I can go like. Where do I see on the other side? Will I have anything there? Oh, dude, oh, yeah, fuck, right there. Yeah, open. Right by my 86. Open. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Done. Cool. Fuck yeah, dude. That'll be a cheap tattoo, too. Yeah. Maybe I'll get another hand piece while I'm at it. Hell yes. All right, anyway, Ryan. Um, where were we? Um, you said wait, the oh yeah, so they uh, we'll go way back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Space Jam. I don't understand like the love of it. Like I saw it when I was a kid. It was funny. I liked it because Bill Murray was in it, yeah. and I was the only eight year old being like, "Look, it's Peter Venkman." Yeah. Um, but like at twenty minutes in, I just got bored of it, and I yeah. walked outside. Um, but then when I came home, I I <laughs> I really wanted to rewatch um, Full Metal Jacket because mm-hmm. I told you I've been on my Kubrick kick. And so I watched Full Metal Jacket again because it's great. Yeah. So nothing really new because I'm just getting home. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to check in with something fun tonight mm. with a lady. I don't know what we'll watch. Yeah, Oh, fun. and we watched Back to the Future last night oh, in God. bed. And I learned that my wife doesn't really like Back to the Future. Your wife doesn't like Back to the Future? I told her I will divorce her. And then she hit me. Why doesn't she like Back to the Future? Uh, Who doesn't like Back to the Future? Not that she like actively dislikes it. She She's just like have any fondness yeah, for it. no fondness for it. So she grew up watching like '90s movies, mm-hmm. like in real time. And since I had you know the famous wall, uh-huh. I, I was just pulling off shit from '70s and mostly '80s. So I was raised on '80s movies, and she Word. she wasn't. So she didn't. I she probably saw it later in life, and then just didn't have the appreciation for it. I think there's a sweet spot to watch that movie. When you're like younger, yeah, and I, I hit the right spot. That's a super, you know, for me like that. Like my most formative movies as a child, like 
like move there are a few movies that I don't remember a time where I hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. Like there have to have been a first time. I just don't know it. Yeah. That uh like there's the Indiana Jones trilogy. The trilogy. Only the trilogy. Um there's Star or initial Star Wars trilogy and the Back to the Future trilogy. And that nope, and also all the Bruce Lee movies at yeah. some point. I like I don't know when I saw these movies. There's no recollection. It's almost as if at three years old, when I start having memories, mm-hmm. I'd already seen them. Yeah. So they're, my, they're, my they're always in there. Else. Yeah. And like for me, the epitome of cool will always be Marty McFly. Yes. Yeah. He's not. He's not too cool. He's not an asshole, and he he's kind of like flustered and awesome, and he plays yeah. guitar solos. And he's flawed. He's 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 fucking Mario McFly. Yeah, that's why I, I I was trying to tell her. I was like, do you have no idea? Like this movie is like ingrained into me as yeah. well. Like like it's my favorite trilogy. That guy is the epitome of was the epitome of cool to me yeah. when I was a kid. If you told me I could I, I, either all the all the Star Wars movies are gone or all of Back to the Future is gone, I'm like, that's tough. Mm. but I'd rather have Back to the Future. Do we ever discuss this? What's your favorite uh, Back to the Future? I think we have talked about this. I think... You're one. Two is my favorite. Two is your favorite? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. We're on the same page then. Yeah, I don't think we agree. I think one is the, like, the the empirically better movie it's the best of the trilogy but for me, like, two is my favorite. It's the most metatextual and also, like, it's, like, uh, the filmmaking in the Back to the Future movies is fucking amazing. Like, the layering, mm-hmm. like, but the what the, all the each of the movies begins with like all subtle details and like like foreshadowing. Yeah, like I remember I watched the beginning of three for the first time in a while, and all of it's like you're back in Doc's place back mm-hmm. in 1955, and you go over and it's the camera slowly going over and like Marty and uh and Doc are asleep, mm-hmm. and you see all the stuff foreshadowing what's gonna happen next, and it all ties in together. It's fucking yeah. brilliant. I love two for the uh, the ending. Yeah. Like I I don't like when it shows the preview for three, but like the yeah, ending when he comes to, like sc- like running around the corner, mm-hmm. and that just like you're like holy shit, all this was for nothing. We got another fucking adventure to go yeah. on now. Oh, pure joy. <sighs> I think I'll watch two tonight. Yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck like, new movies. Yeah, man. Like, God, I love that. Like, I need to buy two and three on VHS because I watched Back to the Future one the other day on VHS. I'll let you. Cherry pick in uh, since my parents' basement flooded, Ooh. I had to take some of my shit and go through it. And there are a number of VHSs in that Ooh. box, and I will I will give you first hit. I was going to take them Fuck over to yeah. my cousin's house today, so whatever you don't take, I'll take to him. But yeah, what if I just take the whole box? Yeah. All right, anyway, you can do that. Um, so nothing else, Ryan. So you've been in the woods for a week. Yeah, I've been in the woods, and I haven't been able to watch a movie, talk about movies. It's all been talking about bourbon, which is fun. I can tell yeah. you a lot about bourbon. Dude, I can't wait. I work at a bourbon bar these days, yeah. and honestly, my bourbon palate's gone to hell. I stopped yes. caring about bourbon years ago. Me too. Yeah, I have to get, I have to get a bourbon palate again. I'm like, eh, okay, fine. It's fun. Yeah, no, I like, I like, I like bourbon just fine. Yeah. You know, I just became a gin guy. It just became my thing. Yeah. All right. Um. So Ryan, I saw Crazy Rich Asians. I heard it's killing it at the box office. Thank God. Like, I am very, very like, like. Uh, I haven't talked about this on on slow readers yet either mm-hmm. because fucking Daniel talks over everything. Yes, but um, it was a weirdly super emotional experience for me. Yeah, that you know it was it was hard somehow. It was really odd. You know that when I was in high school, I harbored aspirations to be an actor, but then I shut my own dreams down by telling myself that 
there's no hope for me as an actor. I'm not white. And so even for years later, I went to film school. I wanted to be a writer. I still want to be a writer. And I would argue with people that representation is impossible and it doesn't matter because it will never change. I would have arguments with my fellow Filipinos and be like, I'm making movies about white people. If I make movies about Filipinos, no one will care. No one will ever want to see these movies because I believed it that thoroughly. Yeah. And I'm watching this movie and I was kind of like really nervous. I was waiting for all the white people in the audience. It was kind of full. I was waiting for all the white people in the audience to get up and leave. And when they didn't, I like relaxed and was like, I, I was weirdly emotional during it. Yeah. Um, it's good. The movie itself is good. It's not great. It's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's, Do you think it's getting like crazy praise just because it is? Because of the representation? I think that's kind of the, the slightly like bummer of it that um, I liked a whole lot of it. Um, is it actually that good a movie? Yeah, um, a lot of the hype. I think it's just people are so so happy, myself included, that we have a more than passable, more than adequate, definitely good movie that's succeeding that with representation, mm-hmm. which is just such good news. It's such good news that I almost cried in the theater. So I mean, if this was a if this was another like white person like movie, if it had been about crazy rich British people. Um, it's it would be the same old fucking Matthew McConaughey movie, yeah. and I'd be like, sure, that was cute, but because it is what it is, uh, and because I am Asian, obviously, it was. I feel like like there's like a new like freeing feeling I feel in my chest that I've never had before. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's time that I feel like it's okay to start telling stories about my own heritage. Yeah, which is absolutely. pretty wild. What a, it was a transformative experience. Um, yeah. And besides that, uh, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I was watching Burnt. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, Crazy Rich Asians gets a A plus for my heart and for representation and progress in Hollywood. Yes, Everyone, absolutely. go see it. Give it your money. I'm going to go see it again just to give it my money because I want it to succeed even more. If it wasn't that, I'd probably give it like a, a, a B minus. Okay. If like putting myself in that same situation of like there's no movies that represent me and the mm-hmm. first movie in 25 years it's 25, 25 years, years to feature an all Asian cast like I would feel let down if it wasn't a, uh, a, if, a good movie if it was bad and it failed I would have been crushed I really would have been like it would have affirmed everything I just said I would have been like yeah I knew it Hollywood doesn't care about my people. I yeah. have to tell much about white people. And it's fine. I would have let another part of myself die. And that would have been fine. It's okay. like, it's like, you know, why have hopes when you know they're going to get crushed? And you know what? Hope you, fulfilled. You're a dark motherfucker. No wonder yeah. I like you. Yeah. You and me, buddy. Yeah. We are charming, good talkers who actually just want to be left alone. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's why I spend... I go to the movies alone all the time because it's where I'm most comfortable. I... I, I actually really like doing that too. Yeah, dude, that's, it's it's, the, it's you'll never find me more comfortable and relaxed than when I'm in the movies alone. That's I, well, you go to see like new movies a lot. Like I just I like hiding in this room mm-hmm. with the lights out. So when my wife comes home, she's like, "Why are you watching movies alone in the dark?" Like, because this is where I, this is my happy place. This is my downtime. Buddy. Yeah, like this yeah. is it, yeah. It's, yeah, don't don't kink shame me, bro. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um. Yeah, nothing. I, I we saw for a double secret movie, um, Monday Night Movie Club. We watched Out of Sight, 
That's a really good movie. Okay. I don't see why it's number one of 1998. Whose pick? Oh, it was uh, Ryan Hills. Okay. So, a friend of the show, Ryan Hills. Um, honestly, for me, it's it seemed kind of like a dress rehearsal for Ocean's Eleven, which I think is an immaculate movie. Mm-hmm. This was a really good movie. It's 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 a it's a classic for a reason. Okay. Do I really get it? I guess. All right. Hmm. It's, it's it's cool. I feel like the people who ripped it off cheapened it. Mm. Like I, you know, remember back when everyone loved Snatch? Yeah. And Snatch has aged poorly. I feel. As something that's trying so hard to be cool that it kind of like shits the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Out of Sight was the original, and it was revolutionary and super stylish at the time. And it still holds up. I just, just you know, I think Ocean's Eleven's a better movie. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I like Ocean's Eleven just fine. Yeah. I think it's a great movie. Ryan, let's play a game. All right, let's play a game. Time for everyone's favorite segment. We're going to play Hero, Not a Hero. Where Ryan, who for some reason insists that Rocky Dennis is not a hero. He's not a hero. He's just a kid of a fucked up face. He's a nice kid, nice but he, he's a nice kid, but he's not a hero. He's not a hero. Being nice does not get you hero status. So Ryan apparently has this this wall in him that prohibits people from being called heroes. And I present Ryan with movie characters or just general media characters and ask them hero, not a hero. Oh, I think I need to to redo one from last time. Oh, okay. Um, I do feel very strongly about our military, and I do believe that Neil Armstrong was uh, Air Force. Oh, okay. So, he is a hero. Okay, great. So, because that, that was a absolute delight for me and Daniel to discover. Ryan felt that Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon, not a hero. Charlie Bronson, most violent criminal <laughs> in Britain, hero. So um, that's good. I'm glad you rescinded that. Yeah, I, I, I will. I, I will admit when I'm wrong. And okay. yes, hero. Okay. So Ryan, um, I believe I have three for you, like I okay. normally do. So your very first one. I I don't know if you have any real fondness for this one actually. Okay. The Terminator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, hero, not a hero. Let's say to clarify, like T two. Okay, that's what I was gonna be my question. Where yeah. do we get at? Hmm. He's a fucking robot. I don't think he's a hero. No. No. He 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 kills himself. He protects a little boy, and then he kills himself at the end for the future. Yeah, but uh, who wants a <laughs> who wants a future? Uh, do is he a hero? He might yeah, be a hero. You're not a hero. He's, his his whole mission is to protect Sarah Connor and John Connor. He does the mission, but. You know what? He does. He does save humanity in the okay. end. So, yeah, we'll we'll call him a hero. What, what, what's what's his designation? The T eight hundred. Yeah, I think he's a T eight hundred. Okay. All right. So the Terminator, hero. Hero. All right. Next, uh, one of our absolute favorite characters in all of media, Zap Brannigan. Zap hero, Brannigan. not a hero. <laughs> hmm. Well, he did defeat the pacifists of. Uh... <laughs> Tell my wife I said hello. <laughs> Is he a hero? He's a he's a decorated um, military leader. Um, he's definitely led battles to victory. He's also a horrible person. Zap Brannigan, hero, not a hero. You know if the hmm hero. Here Zap Brannigan's a hero. Yeah, he's a hero. Okay. It's my hero. Yeah, I fucking love that guy so much. One right. day, if I have the money, I'm going to commission someone to make me that painting of him as JFK. 
<laughs> like, I'm, I want that. That's I love that pun. That's like I, I figured like one day if I owned like an Irish bar, I would call it Brannigan's, mm -hmm. and I'd have that painting back, make it look like a normal Irish bar, and just have. And just happen to have that thing in the back. That's a really great concept. I so like that. So if anyone like like wonders, it's like, yeah, is this an Irish bar? You're, you you own this Irish bar? You're Asian. I'm like, eh, I never said it was an Irish bar. It's Brannigan's it's yeah. painting. Zap. Yeah. In the back room, you have like the spinning bed. <laughs> okay. And your last one. Another complex pick, or is it? Okay. Watchmen's Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Hero, Manhattan. not a hero. Are we talking the... Book version or at the, the end of the cinematic? events of the you know what will, will be the difference what is the giant alien versus the explosion oh, I mean, that I guess wasn't the him same. that was that was that was, that was Ozymandias but yeah he was hmm is he a hero I mean technically he was a superhero but was he ever really out there saving lives mm. I don't think that was actually the case you never see Dr. Manhattan fighting crime you see him pacifying protesters which isn't no he fought in vietnam dude Aww. hero war hero okay that's right we did we did clarify that though they, they paint it to be fairly ugly yeah i mean he did but and then all the troops respected him so much they wanted to surrender to him personally oh that's true oh i don't know that seems kind of like more of a religious thing almost i, I i'm still gonna say hero okay he has some heroic actions when he um, obliterates rorschach it, I have a Rorschach tattoo, sure. and I love Rorschach is my favorite character in that movie. I mm -hmm. think you can see why with this yeah. black and white world view mm -hmm. that I have. Um, yeah, yeah, hero. All right, we got three heroes this time. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Good to know. That concludes. I'm, I'm in a happier frame of mind today. Obviously, <laughs> this concludes this session of Hero, I'm not a hero. My friends, I am just trying to keep myself from giggling because I'm like, oh, I forgot that I designated Charlie Bronson a yeah, hero, and, hero. Neil, <laughs> and Neil Armstrong is it? Yeah, and for some reason Daniel threw in Dracula. I'm like, Dracula. Yeah, just like clearly not a hero. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, yeah, there are stories where he is one, but not a hero. What yeah, you have to write your own about? press. Yeah. And um, Ryan, that brings us to our last game we've been doing these days. Yes. That I don't think we named. I think we keep on scattering names for it. Basically, dream, double feature. Double trouble. Double trouble. Oh, no, there's double trouble. Double feature, double trouble. Yeah. Cool. I yeah. like it. Yeah, cool. So, Ryan, we gave, we gave ourselves a theme, and we're going to present to each other. Oh, you know what we should start doing? We should start doing, like, film spotting style, like... We should say what we're doing ahead of time. Like, in okay. this episode, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. Go ahead and play the game. Yeah. So, we don't have to read. Yeah. We don't have to read. So, we have a theme. Okay. And each of us thought of a double feature. I'm going to be doing this on the fly because I was watching and then talking to you. And Yeah. I, I, I had a pick and I think it's gone. What was my other one? Shit. <laughs> um, well, anyway, the theme was little scene. Not necessarily little scene, but underrated animated gems okay let's present our underrated animated features oh damn it mine's a short it's no it's fine i can come off another one yeah. hold on one second <laughs> i kind of went for triple feature and i think they're tied together in a strange way but i think in a good way okay my features are my a movie is the Brave Little Toaster. Hang on to your hats, you devil dogs, because the master blaster of all time is going to give you a soul injection. Womp, bomb, 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 bomb
They're the five spunkiest little characters you've ever met. I was going to take that. Now I'm going to have to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's been a very long time since I've seen that movie. And I find I remember finding it genuinely distressing. Mm -hmm. But I think also it's a, it's a story of, of, of you know, my, my theme is kind of um, like hope and youth and crushed aspiration, that kind of thing. And, you know, I think I just haven't seen The Brave Little Toaster in a little while. Okay. And I think it would lead into my other two picks as we get darker and darker. My middle feature is the Don Hertzfeld World of Tomorrow. Okay. Which I believe I showed you and your wife once. Mm -hmm. And your response was, that was weird. Yes, you did. I remember you showing yeah, that. I love that thing because it makes me cry. And lastly, my B movie. It's an A movie, but also it's for people who want to stick around after their fun little things. It is Persepolis. The Marjan Satrapi mm -hmm. animated film about growing up um, in Iran and eventually her facing depression and isolation. It's a beautiful animated film. The style is gorgeous. It just, it's, I saw it in theaters. It's a wonderful little thing. It's very, very, I mean, it's about realities of the Shah and Iran. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's terrifying and wonderful and really heartbreaking. It's just a great movie. And if this was my double feature, if I, if I go through them, I drive up and I'm like, they're playing fucking white, I'd be enraptured. Okay. And there'd be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of crying eyes. And you know I love to make people cry, right? Make them sad. Yes. Ryan, what is your double feature? So uh, I'm going with a, a, a theme of duality. Oh. So, and I am breaking the rule of uh, underrated. Okay. Just to fit it in a little bit better. Sure. So my A movie is going to be Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I was thinking about that one. It's a crowd pleaser. I think it plays for underrated in like now. Like yeah, I don't think I, enough people. I like, think people today don't really remember it. Weirdly enough, I think if you ask the crowd of like a hundred people, less than half would say they've seen it. Okay. And probably like like a third would be like, "What's that?" Yeah, and I would be very disappointed. Yeah, oh my god, so, I love that movie. Doing that as our A movie, and then a truly B movie choice to follow it mm -hmm. is Brad Pitt's Cool World. I was also thinking about Cool World. So, and that is that movie is fucking garbage. Yep. And it's also kind of like an entertaining kind like, of like, question like a, a mark. Reverse version yeah. of the Frame Roger Rabbit. So that's why I wanted the kind of the the crossover with animation and live action is right. kind of the where my head was at with these two. Let's do Cool World for the show. I'm very curious to see it. It's fucking. It's, it's bad. Not, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's a, it could probably be a punk rock pick once we're okay. done, but I dig it. Yeah. Ryan, clearly we can't vote because we only have each other. So but high five. Yeah, man. Good job. I'd watch yours. Or I'd watch yours. I like I love one of the movies, and I intend to see the other one. Yeah. So good Perfect. times. Ryan, that's our show. That's the show. Um, do some quick plugging for us. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Please also follow my food truck, Brogies Food Truck, B R O G I E S hmm. Food Truck. Um, and Ron, you can also when, come. When are the, when are, what are the hours for the truck? It's going to be, I think, uh, 4 to 2. 4 to 2 on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays? Uh, Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Sunday, 4 to 2. Yes. Okay. Um, you can also find me at the bookstore Speakeasy sometimes on the weekends, 336 uh, Adams Street. That's Southside Bethlehem. Yeah. Come on in, hang out, get some drinky poos. Yeah. Pooty drinks. Yeah. Get a hobo Negroni. Hobo Negroni. Oh my God, I can't wait to have one. Wait, so up to, so it's kind of also like a what's it called like a like a brass monkey up to up to what point do I fill it? 
Uh, I'm told you take like a nice big glug and you just pour it in until the drink turns pink. So one heavy swig and then pour in. Yep. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah. Okay. But what's, what's like? What's the name of that dude? Because I want to like credit this person. Uh, his name is Dale. He's from uh, Des Moines, Iowa. Dale from Des Moines. Yes. Okay. And good dude. Negroni. Yeah. Cool. All right. Like, shout out to you, Dale. Yeah, he's a, he was in my, he was one of my cabin mates. Great guy. Ryan, did you get anyone to listen to our podcast? Um, I wore the T-shirt around. Nice. Uh, I think I may have gotten one person when I was leaving. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna listen to the podcast. You know any good ones? I was like. <laughs> see see this t-shirt it's my podcast listen to it so nice. maybe Word. i can dig it um listeners check out the other top gallant radio show it is slow readers your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where daniel gonzalez and i discuss books and never anything other than books we've been both busy and exhausted so episodes have been kind of amusingly tense lately nice. but i think it's it's funny okay so it works out pretty good you know he's he's my bro for life even though sometimes he's a fucking piece of shit. Very nice. I guess how bros for life work. That is how bros for life work. Yeah. You wouldn't have it any other way. Um, besides that, follow this show on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. Follow that on Instagram at Slow Readers or Top Gallant Radio. And please, for the love of God, rate and review the show. Give us some stars. Right now, if you're not driving, open up the app. Go to rate and review. Give us a couple stars. Write literally anything. Write half of the alphabet. Write the words, Nick Cage is God. Write Gabe is gay. I don't care. Ryan is a boob. Ryan is boobs. Yes. Yeah, or you know, when to write something nice. I don't fucking care. Just yeah. give us a review. Just we please need help. your reviews. A little, little, little help. Yeah. Like, I'll put in some elevator music right now while you do it. That's been our show. We'll be back next week with... Something. Something. 86. But, oh, the 86 list continues. It continues. All right, babies. Bye. Farewell. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Reichel and Gabriel Mara. For more podcasts and content, go to topcountradio.com 